Experience true vulnerability, how to overcome trials. You will laugh, cry, and experience everything in between. Welcome to the King of Corona podcast. Brought to you by Tyler Griffith. Oh, yeah. I'm hitting the rook. Recording in progress. Did you hear it? Yay. Hey, recording in progress. All right, so... I did a Facebook post and I was asking for stories from people that have lived through experiences that could be inspirational. And then I had Kristen reach out to me to share her story. So first off, how do we know each other? High school. High school. Back 20, 20 years ago. <laughs> 20. That long? How was 2001? What were you? Uh, 2002. 2002. Yeah. We were close. It's a long time ago, right? For sure. So, yeah, we've been Facebook friends. I kind of see your stuff. You see some of my stuff. But so, yeah, I made this post and then you responded. And Mm -hmm. you have a pretty, I mean, So backtrack before the craziness, like growing up was what was just like a little background about you. So people know your story. Background about me, like before my marriage or before. Yeah. Where I was just like. Grew up in Niwot. Went to Niwot High. Okay. That's about it. (laughs) Niwot, Niwot High. You got a big family, small family. We have a pretty small family. It's only me and my brother. Um, and I'm the only one with any kids right now out of my family. So, okay. You have how many kids? I have four, four, four boys. All boys. All boys. How's that boy house? It's insane right now. But thankfully, at the moment, they're actually over at one of their grandma's house. Most oh, okay. Of yeah, so. Does school start yet? On Wednesday, it starts. Okay. Then you get some freedom back. Kind of. A little bit. Yeah, I'm still still doing stuff for them, but it'll be yeah. fun. Okay. They're excited. So, you, were you born in Niwa In, like, Niwa Like, you lived in Niwa Niwa I was, I'm from Atlanta. Okay. But I went to Niwet Elementary. There you go. High School. Sunset. Sunset. Yep. There you go. So you, but you lived in Niwet from like elementary all the way till then what? After you graduated high school? After high school, I went to Denver. To school? No, I graduated no. from Niwot. Uh-huh. And then I went to school or I moved out of that whole thing because Niwot is just a whole bubble. Yeah. It's like the Boulder bubble. We get the yeah. bubble. The Niwot bubble, <laughs> exactly. It's kind of fun though, right? The little it is. bubble. I like it. You know, I I still go up there. <laughs> yeah. So then you went to Denver. So 
kind of fill us in like the story you're about to tell like your story because i basically i just want to set it up i'm just trying to let people share stories that will help somebody else and so you've gone through what sounds like a lot with in in terms of like a relationship right living somewhere and so how did you end up like in that situation from Niwa high school to that situation well after Niwat, I ended up um I worked at a restaurant I won't say any names of restaurants or places I've worked uh NDA reasons you know yeah yeah um and I met my my ex-husband there um so we dated for a while. We had a good relationship um, and I ended up getting pregnant. I think he was about 18 and I was 20 uh-huh. um, when we for, we had our first child. Okay. So you were really young. Yeah. Yeah. So now I have a kid that's going to be graduating soon from high school. But, but, but you guys, were, how long were you dating for? Um, we dated for about a year. So a year, like you dated in high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so. I was actually his manager at our job. Okay. There you go. I'm going to figure and all we this were, out. We're about like <laughs> two years, two years apart. And he was, he was me- Mexican, uh-huh. um, you know, born in Mexico. And so I always said I wanted to move back to Mexico which he didn't want to. Um, And then we had our first child here. Pretty much I wanted to, um, I wanted to be married before Uh having our first child. Like traditional type thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we got married and we had our first kid. And then stuff happened with the law and things with immigration. And we moved to Mexico. So you guys were kind of forced to Mexico. Kind of. I could have stayed. Yeah. But Which... I wanted our family to be together. So, but he had to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that makes sense. So like tech, you were kind of forced because you had a kid. And you didn't want to send him off, not be able to see your your boy, right? Yeah. So you kind of got your hand forced a little bit on that one, sounds like. It was a little rough. Now that I look at it, because it's been, I don't know how many years. I'm old now. All right, we're old. We're getting there. Yeah, we're still good. Age is a number. Yep, exactly. Right. For sure. So you ended up in Mexico. Yep. And that was when you were like 19? I I think I was 21 when we moved. 21 or 22 when we actually okay. moved over. And what part did you move to? Chihuahua. So was that culture shock like crazy? It was because I didn't speak Spanish. Yeah, nobody spoke English really, right? No, not at all. 
and you're just this little blonde girl like what the freak is this girl doing here yeah and it was really (laughs) scary because I couldn't leave the house and speak English because of all the cartels um and all the stuff that was going on it was really dangerous to speak English oh wow because you there was a chance you would get kidnapped Hmm. um so you were like locked in lockdown yeah and my family was so scared for me so I had to tell them every day you know we're doing fine it's it's gonna be okay my fun my my son's first language was Spanish and now I speak Spanish fluently yeah that's good because of that Uh, after that he um well we had two more kids so you moved so you had two kids while in Mexico yes so you at this point like when you got to Mexico what were you thinking were you thinking like oh man I don't want to be here or just like I made this commitment. I'm like, this is my life. Did you like see it getting good? Is there like glimpses of this could be a good life or was it just like immediately what Uh, in the world is this? No. Well, before we left, I'm going to get real honest with you. Yeah. Before we left, um, he had been, abusive when we lived in Colorado because we lived here in Colorado for a while and there was a lot of stuff that had happened that I just um, I don't know I, I took it as it was normal yeah that it was okay and that I was I was lucky to have someone to take care of me which is probably how a lot of women feel that are in relationships like that I would imagine because you guys there's no real like lesson book or on once you find yourself in a relationship like that like what's supposed to happen yeah it's I mean, sometimes, I mean, I think other people may be stronger than me than I was at that point. And I thought that it was just something normal, that it was okay. So um, he, he had broken my jaw when we lived here. That's he hit me so hard he broke my jaw. Um, he had to drop me off at the hospital because I didn't want him to get in trouble because I didn't want our kids to be hurt. So you were doing a lot of like covering up and just yeah, yeah that's horrible. I'm sorry. I told you I was gonna be. <laughs> yeah, no, that's like that's a lot that's it's so sad though because i come across 
like a lot of people that go through stuff like this, but it almost feels like when you get into something so young and you like you get pregnant, you get married and you don't really know like even what life has to offer, you just accept whatever whatever as your reality and you just cope with it and you deal with it. Yeah. And you really do. You just think it's like not that it's normal, but you're Maybe everyone else does this. Yeah, because I know really close people to me that have gone through the same thing. And it's almost like every conversation I have is, I mean, it's similar. Like people feel like it's normal. This is just normal. They feel like they, some reason, deserve it. or And then later on in life, you realize like, oh, yeah, that wasn't okay at all. So that was in Colorado that that happened. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you were thinking, you had to have been thinking like, oh, this is like not what I want for my life. I definitely thought that, but I thought that everything was going to change when we moved. And then, you know, we had more kids and nothing ever changed. He ended up he broke my foot he drug me across the street with no like literally my knees were completely destroyed I have scars still because he drug me across the street because he was so mad at me about something stupid and um, the last of it was when he decided, he, we decided that I was going to work from home. Uh-huh. That was my, you know, he said, you know what? You're going to make more money working from home in Mexico than I will make here. And it was true because I was working for a big company and, I made way more money. So I did that. And then he got jealous and thought that I was flirting with people online while I was working. So like this podcast could never have happened. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah. So this was like work, you're doing work. And so... Yeah, so no trust. He didn't trust you at all. Not at all. And I was I was I was taking care of our family. So did you just feel just trapped? Like did you just feel I mean you lived in Mexico, so you had to have felt like what where do I go? Like I don't even know anybody. This is you're like completely one hundred percent in this person's territory. So it's not like you have people to rely on. Did you meet, were you able to meet friends and people that were helpful or no? I had one friend um, across the street. She was, and I still talk to her. She was one of my great friends and some of his family a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, He just ended up not trusting me and. So, 
Yeah. So for the most part, you were out there kind of alone, like on your own. Yeah. So you had two, did you have three more kids there? Two more. I, well, three all together. So you guys had three. Yeah. So you're in Mexico, you're working. How long until you decide this is not what I want anymore? And how, like, how do you get to the point where you're in a relationship like this? Like how, what steps did you make? Like, what do you do to free yourself from that type of situation? Um, well, it got to a point that one day he, um, he came into my office and he took everything out of my office and smashed it on the concrete. My computers, my printers, everything. And said, get the F out of my house. And I said, cool. I'm good. I'll go. I was like, give me a month because my kids didn't have their papers yeah. back over to the United States. So, so we actually had to make that trip together to go do, do that. It took a month or a month and a half for me to leave. So you were living together for the whole month and a half? Yep. I slept in my kid's bunk bed with all my boys. And then, so you guys went back to the States so you could get the United, like the citizenship in the United States for your two kids that were born in Mexico? We actually had to go to Juarez, Mexico. Uh Uh-huh. So right next to El Paso, right across the border. We had to stay there for a few days. Um, I had to go do that. And I had a phone that he didn't know I had because I had to buy a phone on the side because he was breaking my phones because he thought all the time. Yep. He would take every phone I had and break it. So I had a phone. I had to hide it. We had to go to Juarez. It's. So you went to Juarez. What happened in Juarez? Juarez. We got a hotel. Uh Um, I had to go with my kids and go get paperwork done to get I think we spent like seven to eight hours that day to get dual citizenship so that they could actually pass with me oh yeah um once they were able to pass someone that I worked with was from Juarez in El Paso and actually came to pick us up when we took the bus over. So we took a five hour bus ride, me and the kids. Um, We got to El Paso. Um, Then we had to go to Arizona. I know this is such a long story. It's crazy. No, you're good. (laughs) We got to Arizona. Once we got to Arizona, we went through and um, we stopped at the Grand Canyon. Once we got through the Grand Canyon, my youngest son had a seizure. And so we got stuck in Cayenta for two weeks because of his seizure. Did wait, did your did he sign like what did he sign his rights away to your kids? Just like 
you can take them or what was like, how did you try to figure out like what, how did that go down? No. So great part is when we got married, he married me with a fake name. (laughs) Wait, so he had a fake name like his whole life? Yeah. Like you didn't even know his real name? When he, when he was brought over to the United States, he had a fake birth certificate. So he went, he thought that was his name. So my name is technically not my name or my kids. I'm keeping it because now it is. Um, so that's why I'm having, I can't, I'm having troubles divorcing. Ah. He doesn't actually exist. <laughs> so are you actually married then? Like, who are you married to then? I don't know, but the lawyers want $10,000 for to get the Like, that just seems like a technicality. That's when you just chalk up to like, that guy, we're divorced. The end. Bye. Just think about it. Like, if he doesn't really exist, what is that? That's not, you're married to like a ghost. I know. So like legally, like what, like, what does that even mean? I told you this story was long. <laughs> yeah, but like, I'm so confused. I don't even get like the lawyers. What are they going to do? Like, why can't you just be like, I'm divorced. The end. I'm trying to annul it. Yeah, but well, like, is it even real? It, exactly. I'm... So like, what's the, is there financial something where you're married type thing? Or is there like, what, like, How does it affect you that the marriage is still valid at this point? Well, it affects me because I can't get married. So you can't because you're showing up as married? Yeah, I'm married, technically. Just just do polygamy. (laughs) What's wrong with that? (laughs) I'm not sure if it's allowed in Colorado. Let's go somewhere real quick. (laughs) Go to Utah. There you go. And then okay. it's, it's, it's so stupid. So wait, so you can't, but like, so you'd like to get married, but you can't because you're married technically to nobody, like to a fake name. Yep. And if I want to try and do anything, it's like a $10,000 retainer Ugh. for a lawyer. So what does he want now? Does he want... So you like, but you got away. Like he agreed to let you leave and get and away from him. Fine. He's fine with it. And I said, I'd like to get, because right now I can't even get my kids passports to go anywhere. So because you need his permission. Mm-hmm. So do but you guys I can't get his permission because it's a fake name. <laughs> So, like, can't he just switch to his real name? And no, because it, he can't. He doesn't have an ID. <laughs> so, see what I'm saying? But his fake. <laughs> so his fake is kind of his real then, because like, like that's what it shows up in the systems. So he, he is show up in the system anymore. So now he's just erased. Yeah. So what does he go by? His fake or his real name? In Mexico, he goes by his real name. But when we moved over there, he couldn't go by his real name because when he moved back, 
he didn't have any school under his real name. So when he moved back, it was like he was in kindergarten. Ah. 20 something. Yeah. Because he was erased from there. That makes sense. So now I'm just trying to get my kids. My kids are all good. They're. So they don't see him. Do they see him anymore? No, he doesn't even call him. So he really did just was like, you can leave. Take the kids. Goodbye. Yeah. He cried when he dropped us off at the bus station. But after that, no, he is not. Nothing. So, yeah. So four people that are in a situation like you were in, how, what, what do you, how do you get out of that? Like, what's the steps? What's the, like, how do you build up the courage to finally like stick up for yourself? And like, when did you realize it wasn't okay? What was happening? Like, when did you realize, Hmm, this isn't normal. Like you thought originally. Um, I think it was at the point when he told me to get out of his house. And he threw all my stuff. And I said, you know what? Great. I'm going to go. And that month of living with someone that you have loved for, we were married for 13 years. But just seeing that and seeing how hateful and hurtful someone could be. You don't get over that. That's a long time. Yeah, it is. And it was the best thing to come over here. And it was hard. It Like, it was not fun to leave. It didn't, it didn't feel good. It didn't feel happy. But once, once I got here and once I you know, started things over. And I got really lucky because um, when I got to the United States, um, I applied for my house and I got low-income housing, which for a lot of people, you know, it sucks. But for us, it was good. We lived in a two-bedroom apartment. And, And I finally felt like I was free. Well, that right there, like sometimes I think people put this uh, too much on like a house or being in a nice neighborhood, but sometimes it's like the freedom to finally like live free of like being scared, emotional abuse, physical abuse. Like it, it wouldn't matter if you were in like a one bedroom little box, you know? Yeah. We were you, in a super small house. <laughs> yeah. But you were kind of in like an emotional prison, it sounds like, where just it was nice to be able to escape and free your free your mind from all the years and years of sounds like a lot of heartbreak. Yeah, you don't realize what you're in um until you get out of it sometimes. Yeah. So and you can take a look back. Yeah. And and find you know, not necessarily that we need to be with 
not that we don't need to be in relationships. That's not the point of it. But it's so important to know that there's other people that treat people well and to and to find those people no matter what it is friendships relationships whatever there's people that build each other up and not bring each other down constantly yeah and that's like that's the message right there is i feel like that we you probably know people i know people in relationships and things where they just don't think they deserve better that there's not better but like you were saying you don't even need to be in a relationship to give that to yourself like you can love yourself enough to be okay completely on your own exactly and i don't think people think people are really scared like especially like you and you're like you grew up you have your parents you have like stability and comfort and then at 18 like you're with somebody else and so you never really had years on your own to even figure out like yourself you know yeah and so you jump right into a relationship and then to leave and be like now I got kids like how the heck am I gonna do this now but it's if you have, I don't know, if you feel like you, something is, is wrong, something's not right with your relationship, something is hurting you really that bad, unless it's something that, you, you know, you go to counseling with that, you know, you feel like can be helped. But I think there's like, it's something really deep down inside of us when you know that something's not right. And sometimes it's the best thing for our kids as well to relationships can be really toxic depending on, you know, what they are. I'm not saying for everyone, you know, there's a lot of things that we can work on. Yeah. It's like everything. There's good and bad. There's healthy relationships. And then there's, very unhealthy, toxic relationships. Yeah, I would definitely say physical abuse and mental abuse can be very toxic. There's some things, of course, I'm going to fight with my boyfriend about because, you know, he didn't put the stupid dishes away. Yeah, but then you can have like a fight and then have a conversation. Yeah, I'm just like, you're being a brat today. Come on, put the dishes away. Yeah, which is normal. Yeah, but then there's other things that are way more toxic than that. That's the thing, too, is I think people have a hard time recognizing, like, physical abuse is obvious for the most part. Right. But then mental, like, emotional abuse, that's, I think that's hard to even, like, a lot of times it's hard to even know if it's happening. Because if you've been in one relationship, And like you were saying, if you feel like something's wrong, it's probably wrong. But what do you have to gauge off of if all you've had is one serious relationship, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think if someone was telling you every day, like, you're a shitty father. Yeah, that would be bad. You suck at being a dad. You you know, I'm saying this in like someone telling it to me. Yeah. 
like you don't take care of your kids you don't do this and it's like yeah that actually it gets to a point where it hurts and then you start to believe that that's how you are as a person and when you know you're not yeah that's why it's important to be with people that lift lift you up just positivity and people that like believe in you and aren't trying to a lot of times too people bring you notice like relationships where somebody's they bring the other person down and it's almost like this like bring that person down to lift myself up type thing that's not that's not a relationship that's like a sick twisted like i don't even know what you would call that but it's not good no it's totally not i was actually reading something today and it said um my love language is i support you and i was like that's awesome if we yeah. could, like tell each other that you know every day like you know what i support you yeah i support you driving me crazy today i support you and i love you yeah that's the thing too like once you start to like really look into relationships and how they're supposed to be and then i think a lot of times too like people with relationships they don't they forget about their own needs mm-hmm. and they just focus on like the other person and as long like how they always say like happy wife happy life happy you know what i mean <laughs> like so you sac- you sacrifice yeah. like your own happiness and things that are important to you to make this person happy but then people that do that secretly and their subconscious build resentment mm-hmm. because they feel like they're giving themselves up for this person when nobody wants to lose themselves in a relationship yeah like oh you get to go do all this stuff all day and I'm yeah. here. <sighs> right but yeah it's relationships are complicated I think it's just important though for people to pick somebody that like because everybody knows what it feels like to feel good everybody knows what it feels like to feel bad mm-hmm. and it just seems like logical to pick somebody if you want to be in a relationship that makes you feel better <laughs> right but no. we don't sometimes yeah sometimes it's but that's what i'm saying like that's the scary part is how many people get in relationships or have kids like in high school or right in college or and then they just feel tied to this person and then because of our culture and our society it's like you need to work you have a kid together you need to work it out and like you need and it's like you should i mean if you can yes but so many times you end up in a horrible spot yeah that and that sucks and yeah sounds like what happened to you sounds like you got stuck in a shitty spot and then you tried as hard as you could to make it work and then you ended up in a shittier spot (laughs) yeah and it sucks because i really do love that person you know, as much as everything happened, it's still, you know. Yeah, you have kids together. You had a life together. Like, Yeah, I still care about them. Never would go back. But he's, I think, genuinely, he's a good person. But me and him were not good together in the end. Yeah. So he might be good with someone else. I don't know. Or maybe he's just an asshole. Who knows? 
<laughs> yeah, sometimes too. Like, and I'm not like I would never side, never side with the guy that's like abusive or like you look at people's history in their past and you see a lot of times like patterns repeated or mm-hmm. maybe grew up in a household where he's like hopefully like later on in life this guy whoever he is has learned to like treat women better and has taken a, like a good look at himself but some people never yeah. do no he don't think so right i don't know i, I don't know maybe <laughs> maybe i mean probably my kids, my, <laughs> yeah his kids are actually with his mom right now so are with who his mom yeah she lives here in colorado oh, okay so that's kind of cool yeah they're down with her and this is my sister-in-law sister okay um but i don't know i don't really care about him so yeah so what else did you want to talk about uh what else do you want to ask me um i guess i'm just curious so now you've been back for how long since 2018 2018 yes so not super long no since so you were march yeah so 13 you guys are together for 13 years Mm -hmm. we were married for 13 years so you didn't leave mexico until when 2018 yep 2018 this is pretty recent Mm mm-hmm so did you even have, like, when you were in Mexico and stuff, did you have, like, Facebook and all that stuff or no? Yes, I did. Yeah. I worked for a tech company. Okay. So you weren't, like, so you just, so I'm just trying to picture your Mexico life here. So you worked from home, but you couldn't go out because there was fear of getting, like, kidnapped. And so you basically just sat inside. And worked on your computer and like yeah. hung out with your kids. And went to the grocery store. And that was your life. Yes. Did you have like fun activities you did ever? Like did you go did you have movie did you have movies or anything? Or we you... I mean, well yeah, we had movies. We had like yeah. and stuff. Um we would go out to um Aldama. It's like I don't know, kind of a forest over there. Uh-huh. Grill on the weekends. We'd go to families kind of in their houses and just hang out. But besides that, no, we didn't. I didn't go anywhere. Huh. For, so, yeah. But that was your life. That's the one thing, too. I was listening to that podcast with, uh, I mentioned this before, but Joe Rogan and what's her name young something that girl that escaped north korea oh yeah and she was talking about how humans i think it was that one but they were just saying how like we're very adaptable and so you can put us in really any situation and we'll adapt to it and so if it's really fun and good like you can obviously that's easy to adapt to that's why you have like those like you have those victims, sometimes people do get kidnapped and then they become like comfortable with their captors. And I, I think that's just what happens in life is you become comfortable, you become like complacent and you start to think like, well, this is it. It's not going to get better. 
And the problem, it seems like for most people is they're waiting for like a miracle, something to happen, somebody to come rescue them. And I think in reality, it's like, you have to save yourself. Like you have to somehow figure out like, how do I save myself from this mess? And then, yeah. Definitely. I mean, when I came back, I, um, my, well, friend from high school, we actually stayed with him and he was one of my best friends that I've grown up with since I was 16. Uh, and he, um, he let us stay at his house and he had a one bedroom apartment and we lived on his floor like on a blow-up couch (laughs) for two months nice (laughs) yeah and you know we hadn't we had literally nothing like I have pictures of our suitcases on the floor just you know all of us in there and he and he opened his home for us yeah that's nice yeah well and now it's my boyfriend oh there you go that worked out good. It did. And we never thought we would be together because we were best friends. Yeah. Sometimes that's the best. Yeah. It was pretty funny because I was like, I am never, I was like, my mom even said, she's like, don't you even like him? I was like, no mom, is my <laughs> friend. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh, actually we're in love. <laughs> that's a good lesson too, though. That like, I feel like so much people are just looking for like something that might be right in front of their face. Yeah. You know? Like you got it. Gotta... Really is. Like you might have everything in your pocket. If you just like put your hand in your pocket and go like this, you're like, oh. There it is. Yeah. Right in front of you. Yeah. But yeah. it's like we were saying, it's easy to just like get complacent, get comfortable, look past everything that's happening. <laughs> and just accept our reality is like this is it and i'm good so but it's not there's so much more that we can do yeah exactly so you're good though now right you're happy happy like being back and seems like so how do you work through all that or did you've done like counseling and stuff like that all that um actually i'm starting therapy uh-huh. Um, just to go through past relationship stuff because um, it, it's really hard to be in a new relationship after something that has hurt you a lot. And I don't want to, they say, I don't want to bleed on someone that didn't cut me. Yeah, that makes but, sense. You know, it's not my boyfriend's he didn't do anything to me and he's an amazing guy. And sometimes I take out things that I've had from the past on him. Yeah. It's just normal. Yeah. It sucks and it's annoying. And so, yeah. Yeah. I think we all do that though. Yeah. He's he's probably got past stuff that he, I mean, comes out on you too. Yeah. We all do. So, I mean, but that's, what's good. I feel like, cause I've done a lot of counseling uh-huh. and I, f- I feel like it's so helpful. It's just helpful to like talk through stuff. 
like even like this, even for people to hear your story and just like, like it's verbalized and it's words and it's like they can listen. It just makes like maybe their situation a little bit more real and gives them a little bit of hope to better their situation if they need to. For sure. And it, it all works out, you know, stuff is just stuff can be crazy sometimes going through all of this and, you know, relationships and leaving someone that you have kids with or, you know, changing relationships, finding a new partner. It's, it's a lot and yep. it's not easy. It's not like, it's just like, okay. Yeah. That's just like, I talk about this a lot on my podcast. It's like, if you spin a web of, just problems and a lot of times like you want to blame other people or this person did this and play like the victim but in reality like you are where you are that's just it mm-hmm. like it's just it's a fact like you are where you are and if you want to not be where you are then you have to make some big decisions and the bigger mess you're in the bigger like the harder you got to work to get out of it and that's the hardest part is coming up with a game plan and then making those steps to get yourself unstuck, basically. Yeah, definitely. And nobody can do it but yourself, which is easier said than done. But... Yeah, because yeah, you can have people all day long telling you, like, do you realize this is not good? Do you realize that, like, you could be happier? And <laughs> yeah, you... I know. <laughs> Yeah, and you're like, yeah, but then there's usually a but followed by a lot of excuses. Yep. (laughs) Right? But. But. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, exactly. So, well, I think pretty this thing only lets me do an hour. Can you see on your end? Do you know how long we started? Um... I think it was like close to 9 or 8.30, right? Let me. I forgot to start a timer. <laughs> oh no, I'm like, I gotta get up. I'll talk. I'll do this longer. I gotta do the the incline. I get up at like four. I'm get up at three thirty in the morning to do this hike tomorrow. <laughs> oh my god! So I'm like dreading getting up at like seven. <laughs> yeah, like it's not. It's kind of fun though. You get to the top of a mountain, see the sun come up. It's kind of magical. That sounds fun. Where do you go? The incline, Manitou Springs. Oh, okay. Yeah, Your kids that. go? No, I don't have like the nights I don't have them. I try to get up early and do do some stuff. I want to have my kids tonight, and I'm like, I'm gonna sleep. He's gonna stay up, watch some movies and stuff. I only have my one year old, so. Okay. Well, I think, yeah, think all. I think I can send this to you without posting it, so you can listen to it and then just let me know. I probably sound like a big goober. <laughs> I don't. It's good. Like I appreciate you coming on here and sharing stuff. Like that's hard to do. You've never done anything like this either, right? No, I've probably shared too much. <laughs> so I'll I'll send it to you. You can listen and just let me know. I don't want to watch myself. Well, I can send you just the audio. Okay, that sounds good. Then you can just pop your headphones in. 
I can send I you the video you. too, though. So sound like a douche canoe. <laughs> Just listen. Let me know because we can also like re-record if you want to. So if you feel like you said stuff you didn't want to or you didn't say enough. Yeah, cool. no, I've never done this. So yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Just listen. Let me know. I'm cool with like posting it. I think it's helpful. Well, but I enjoyed my TED talk. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, I'm going to end it, and then I will send it to you, and you can let me know. All right, right on. Nice to see you. Uh, Yeah, you too. Have a good (laughs) night. Yeah, you too. Bye. All right, see ya.